Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. Open your Bibles with me to John chapter 11. Brother Luke, it's so good to see you back in the house of the Lord. I, I'm, I'm excited that you're on the top side of that whole flu bug. Amen. But it's great to see you in the house of the Lord. John chapter 11 today. <clears throat> I have preached from this passage many times. And no doubt we'll preach from it again many times. Should the Lord tarry. My, what a story. Lazarus coming alive. What a story. I want to look at it just a little bit different, maybe, uh, from a perspective that I felt the Lord laid upon my heart. <clears throat> John chapter 11 and verse number 1. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. It was that Mary. Somebody say, that Mary. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. And I want to jump down to verse 20 of John 11 and verse 20. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat. Mary sat still in the house. I want to talk to you tonight on this thought at his feet. I want to be dealing with the faith of Mary of Bethany at his feet. Heavenly Father, we love you today and we thank you, Lord, for what we've already felt in this place. Thank you, Lord, for your people that have gathered. We have gathered, Lord, to honor you, to worship our King, to magnify you, to pray your kingdom come, your will be done. Lord, and we want the word to become a light, Lord Jesus, to us today. I pray, God, that you would speak in us, to us, and through us. Lord Jesus, let there be a difference in this word that, that comes to my mind and my heart. Let it make a difference in the people's heart today. In Jesus' mighty name, let everybody say amen. amen. At his feet, you may be seated. Sometimes when you read the New Testament, you will come across a Mary here, a Mary there, here a Mary, there a Mary. There are some six, at least six different ladies that are named Mary in the New Testament. And uh, some have listed even more than that, but... Uh, there are at least six. First, you know, Mary, the mother of Jesus, mentioned more than any other Mary 
She's from Nazareth, the one that is called blessed, the one that birthed the Lord of a virgin birth. Her husband's name was Joseph, and later she gave birth to four boys and an unknown number of girls, and she was one of three Marys that was at the crucifixion of Jesus. Then there was Mary Magdalene, Mary from Magdala, who had seven devils that Jesus cast out of her. And afterwards, she became one of his most loyal followers and supporters. She was one of the three Marys at Jesus' crucifixions. Amen. She was also the first on the scene of his resurrection. I want to just stop here and say something. I want you to know, ladies, there is no uh, 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 hierarchy when it comes to you hearing from God. I, I need to hear a few more amens than that. There is no hierarchy that, that, that says you can't hear from God and be a part of the process. Mary Magdalene was one of the first that was to see the resurrected Lord to see the empty tomb. That is Mary Magdalene. Then we have Mary, the mother of James the Less and Joseph, the wife of Cleopas. And it could have possibly been that Cleopas was also one of the disciples that Jesus walked with on the road to Emmaus. James the Less is one of the 12 disciples and this Mary, the mother of James the Less, was the third Mary that was at Jesus' crucifixion. And she went to Jesus' tomb on the third day as well after his death to anoint his body with spices, but found out that he was not there. He was risen. And then you have Mary, who was the mother of Mark. Mark is the gospel writer of the book of Mark. And many believe that she was a sister to Barnabas in Scripture. We find him in the story in the book of Acts. This Mary offered up her home as being a regular meeting place for prayer and for worship, we find in Acts chapter 12. Then there is Mary that Paul talks about to the Roman church, and he mentions Mary who was a Roman Christian in Romans 16 and 6. And then the last Mary is the Mary I wanted to point out to you tonight. It is Mary from Bethany. She's the sister of Martha and Lazarus. She and her siblings appear to have been very close friends of Jesus who visited their house several times. She was a very devoted follower of Jesus. She's the one that we learn anointed his feet with a very costly oil and wiping his feet with her hair. Mary. I believe today that there is a, a story of the faith of Mary that can help you and me in our situations. First of all, let me just tell you something about the nature of Jesus and his work with people. Jesus was never impressed or enamored with big crowds. He would minister to big crowds. He would help uh, heal their sick. He would feed them. He would minister to them, but he was never drawn in to the fickle nature of the multitudes. He never allowed himself to be intoxicated with the adoration of the crowds. He loved them. He healed them. He blessed them. He taught them. Yet many times we find Jesus withdrawing 
from crowds. The majority of Jesus' ministry is lavished not on the masses, but on individual people. His focus was on building relationships with people like his disciples, Matthew, John, James, Peter, and so forth and so on. Then for those that were in need like Nicodemus and Bartimaeus and Zacchaeus. Uh, there's a book that I highly recommend called The Master of Relationships uh, written by Rick Zachary. He wrote this, Jesus ministered in four levels of relationship, the crowd, the followers, the disciples, and his close, close friends, namely Peter, James, and John. At each relationship level, his commitment to transparency and his expectation of responsibility would increase. In his relationship to the crowd, Jesus asked little of them. They were the takers, and he served them tirelessly, healing them and feeding them and teaching them. But to those he had individual encounters with, he asked more of them. He asked more of Martha of Mary and Lazarus than he did the masses. He asked of them a whole lot more because he had an encounter with them, a close relationship with them. Can I tell you, the closer you get to Jesus, the greater the responsibility is to sit at his feet. The closer you get to the master, the greater the responsibility it is to be hospitable to his his coming to your place. The greater the responsibility to accept him and friendship and love and relationship and most of all lordship Mary and Martha lived in Bethany with their brother Lazarus on the eastern slopes of the Mount of Olives just two short miles from Jerusalem there was love in this group there was hospitality among this group amen they were friends and they were close Matter of fact, John 11 and 5 says, Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Jesus loved Martha and Mary and Lazarus. And when he had heard, therefore, that Lazarus was sick, he abode two days still in the place where he was. Amen. So he 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 didn't just rush at this time to, to heal Lazarus. You know the story. You find that he waited and he waited until Lazarus had died. And yet he told his disciples, he's not dead, he's only asleep and the glory of the Lord is going to be revealed in this. Amen. Jesus waited while they still prayed. Jesus waited while death came upon him. Jesus waited while hospice was introduced and the agony was there. He waited. Amen. But he said he loved them. Can I tell you tonight that Jesus loves you even when death visits your home? Jesus loves you even when sickness visits your home and he does not show up to heal you. Jesus loves you even when you have the deepest of problems. Amen. And his absence may seem so awful and painful, but can I tell you, he will show up while you're waiting. Where is he? Doesn't he love us? And finally, Jesus makes his way to the city of Bethany, to the town of Bethany. And Martha hears, picking up the story, And I'm going to kind of jump around on John 11, but 
But in John 11 and 20, then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still. I want you to get to the picture. They have been praying and, been, and, and they were concerned and now their brother died and, and Jesus is coming. And what does Martha do? She runs to meet him, but Mary stays where she is. There is no rush to get to him. Martha rushes, but Mary sat still in the house. And then Martha said unto Jesus when, when she met him, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. But listen to her words. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Can I just tell you, first of all, she had not really learned who Jesus was. If she had known who Jesus was, she would not have referenced the fact that you need to go ask your father to do something. She would have known the words, if you have seen me, you have seen the father. If she had been listening, she would have heard, I am he, I am the way, the truth, and the life. She said, will you ask God and he'll give it you? Jesus said unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Woo, that's a good word, isn't it? Martha said unto him, I know. Now, if you've ever been in any kind of class or any kind of situation, you ever been a parent and, and your child starts saying, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You know what that means? They don't know. She says twice, I know, I know, I got this, I got, no, you don't, Martha, you don't know. If you had known who he was, you never would have said it. If you would ask your father, it would have happened. But, but you know what Jesus does? He has to go into a mini lesson on the resurrection. And he says, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Hey, Martha, let me tell you. And you know what she responded? Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. I believe that you're the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. But she never responded to, I believe you're the resurrection and the life. She just simply said, you're the Christ, the Son of God that will come in the world. But while she's doing this, Mary is sitting in her house, waiting, amen. How many times have you wanted to go to a doctor's office? Your appointment is at 2.30, and 2.35, he doesn't come, the nurse doesn't come. At 2.45, the nurse doesn't show up, amen. I can't tell you how many times I just wanted to walk through that door and go right back there and say, I'm here. That is what Martha did. Martha just went in and said, I'm here, and, and, and I want to tell you what you, what you, what you should have done, what you could have done, and, and I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But Mary sits in the waiting room of the king, waiting for the invitation, waiting for him to beckon her and say, come to me. I want to tell you, when you've got a faith that knows who Jesus is, you don't worry about running sometime, amen, and pressing your way and pushing your way, he's coming, amen, Mary is waiting, sitting still at her house. When you begin to study Mary, this Mary of Bethany and where she shows up in scripture, you will find her in places like Luke 10 
and 38. The story of Mary and Martha. Now it came to pass that as they went, that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received her, uh, received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary. Then look at this, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was covered about by much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. Somebody say, one thing is needful. One thing is needful is for me to go sit at his feet. One thing is needful is I need to hear him tell me who he is. I need to sit at his feet and hear the words of truth. I need to sit at his feet and let him teach me about faith and relationship. I need to sit. There are some things that you could put aside. There are some things you could push to tomorrow. But today, I've got to sit at his feet. Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. You can serve and have wrong motives. You can serve and not be right with Jesus. But those that have the faith of Mary of Bethany go sit at his feet. Every chance they get, they're going to sit at his feet and they're going to listen and they're going to learn. Amen. She may have not been allowed to do that, but she did it anyway. She may have been looked down upon, but she did it anyway. Amen. The faith of Mary is a hungry faith. The faith of Mary is, I'm coming and I'm going to hear something from God. I'm going to hear the master talk to me. I'm going to hear God talk to me. I know who he is. I know what he's about. I've sit long enough at his feet to learn of him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you lift your voice and thank the Lord for a merry kind of faith? It is interesting when you find Mary of Bethany mentioned in scripture in every place that she has mentioned she's at his feet. Every place. Here in Luke and then in Matthew 26, it's recorded where she anointed him in the house of Simon the leper. There came unto him a woman having an alabaster box of of very precious ointment and poured it as he sat at meat. But when his disciples saw it, they had indignation saying, to what purpose is this waste? Amen. For this ointment might have been sold for the purpose He might have been sold for much and given to the poor. When Jesus understood it, he said, listen, why trouble ye the woman? She had wrought a good work on me. She was again at his feet, anointing his feet. You will either find Mary at his feet worshiping, or you will find Mary at his feet listening and growing. You will find Mary beginning to do something upon him in worship. He said, for the poor you have always with you, but me you have not always with you. Amen. For in that she hath poured this ointment on my body, she did it for my burial. Very I say to you, listen to this, whosoever this gospel shall be preached in the world, there shall also, uh, shall also this, that this woman hath done 
be told for a memorial of her. Amen. Three different gospel recordings record this worship act of Mary. Can I tell you, Jesus was very clear. It's important that everybody knows about Mary, that everybody knows about Mary of Bethany and her faith and her sitting at his feet. Mary Bethany, your faith matters because you have chosen that good part. We go back to the story of, of this Lazarus dying. Martha had, had uh, gone and met the Lord. And, and then in, and we pick up the reading in verse 28 of John chapter 11 when she said so. When Martha had said so to Jesus, and she had said, yeah, 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 I know, I know. It's where a lot of people are today in the kingdom of God. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. I don't need that. I've been in church for 40 years. I don't need that. I've been around. I've served. I've, I've cooked. I've cleaned. I've, I, I, yeah, 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 I, I, I know. That's not here. That's way over some other church folks online. People listen to the podcast. That's for y'all. And when she had said so, she went her way. Martha did and called Mary her sister secretly, saying, the master is come and calleth for thee. Listen what Mary, who was sitting in her house, said or did. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Do you see the humility of Mary's faith? The servanthood of Mary's faith compared to Martha's faith. Martha could serve with her hands, but Mary serving with her heart. She went to him. Now Jesus was not yet come into town, but was in that place where Mary or Martha met him. And the Jews then, which were with her in the house, and comforted her when they saw Mary, that she rose up hastily and went out. They followed her, saying, she's gone to the grave to weep there. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was, what did she do? What did Mary do? Martha didn't do this, but Mary did this. What did Mary do? She fell at his feet. Why? She was used to falling at his feet. She was used to being at his feet. Martha couldn't succumb herself to that. But Mary said, I'm used to be, I know where to go. I know where to go when my trouble comes upon me. I know where to go when my world is messed up. There's a place that I can go, and that is my faith is going to take me to his feet. It is at his feet. Teach me, Lord. Let me be in your presence. Oh, God, I'll worship you at your feet. Amen. We need a generation that'll rise up in this hour and say, I need to be at the feet of Jesus. I need to be at the feet of Jesus. She fell at his feet saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother had not died. Same words that Martha said, almost verbatim. Lord, if you had been here. But notice this. There's no lesson about resurrection. There is no lesson about who he is. She didn't say, if you go ask God, maybe God will move. There is nothing like that coming out of her mouth because she'd already learned who he was. Woo! God, we thank you, Lord. She fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother had not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, 
And the Jews weeping which came with her, he groaned in his spirit, and he answered and said these words, where have you laid in? No lesson about how much you need to grow spiritually and how you, I know, I know, I know. No lessons like that. It is just simply, I know you because you've been at my feet. I know you because you were there when I was teaching and you were there when, when, when you poured your worship out on me. Amen. I know who you are, Mary. And you don't need a, I don't have to have another lesson that he's a miracle working God. I know he's a miracle working God. I don't have to have another lesson that he is. God manifest in the flesh. I've heard him tell me who he is. Mary, Mary, where have you laid him? Those who sit at his feet and have the faith of Mary don't need a Bible study. Some people do. That's fine. Get it and go on, but learn who he is. She said, he said, where have you laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. And then the shortest, most powerful verse in all the Bible is the next verse. Jesus wept. Jesus wept. He didn't weep when Martha showed up. He didn't weep when Martha came along the scene. He didn't ask Martha, where have you laid him? But he asked Mary. Because he knew the humility. It's not what they said. It is the character and nature with which they said it. It is the faith that is behind it. Uh, amen. It's not whether you get the words right or not. It's whether are you at his feet or not. Have you humbled yourself before him and said, Oh, Jesus, I sit at your feet. It is at your feet I bow because I know you're my answer. I know you are my Lord. And Jesus wept. No words of affirmation needed. No words like your brother will rise again. No need for a Bible study on resurrection. No need to explain who he was. Mary knew because Mary had been at his feet. Amen. Mary fell at his feet because she had been there before. Mary's tears flowed because they had flowed before. Martha, you are com you are so compounded about everything in your life. Everything's pressing on you. Can I tell you? Hear your pastor. Shut some things down and go get at his feet. Put that off until next week, next year, 10 years down the road, and go get at his feet. At your feet, Lord, I find my answer and my hope and my help. So what moves Jesus to action? It's her weeping at his feet. Jesus wept. I wonder how many times do I go to him, Brother Port? I wonder how many times I go to him. And does he weep when I weep? Does he cry when I cry? Can he be touched because my, my tears are sincere and my cry is sincere. Jesus wept. Charles Haddon Spurgeon wrote this about verse 35 in the two words. He said, I have often felt vexed with man, whoever he was, who chopped up the New Testament into verses. He seems to have let the hatchet drop indiscriminately here and there. But I forgive him a great deal of blundering for his wisdom and letting these two words make a verse all by themselves. Jesus wept. 
This is a diamond of the first order and cannot have another gem set with it for it is unique, shortest of verses in words, but where is there a longer one in essence? Add a word to the verse and it would be out of place. No, let it stand solitarily and sublimely and simplistically on its own. You may even put a note of exclamation after it and let it stand in capitals. There, he says, is infinitely more in these two words than any sermonizer or student of the word will ever be able to bring out of them, even though he should apply the microscope of the most Attentive consideration, Jesus wept. Instructive fact, simple but amazing, full of contemplation, worthy of our earnest heed. Come, Holy Spirit, he says, and help us discover for ourselves the wealth of the meaning contained in these two words, unquote. Amen. Jesus wept. Just let it resonate in your spirit and say, when I weep, amen, and I come before his feet, he's touched with the feeling of my infirmities. He weeps when I weep if I've been in his feet. At his feet. We are a generation that wants to transition quickly to the resurrection, quickly to the grave. Quickly. You don't get, I'm coming out of my grave clothes until you have a Martha or Mary at the feet of Jesus. Amen. We find him in our brokenness, we find him in our tears. We talked about this morning. Arthur Corey Russell aptly writes, faith doesn't look like false confidence. Faith cries out, God, I don't understand. God, I don't understand. I'm going to let this go deep and I'm going to get ugly with you. I don't know about many of you, but this old guy doesn't cry pretty. I don't know anybody that cries pretty. Face gets all scrunched up. But when you got a brother laying in a tomb, when he got an issue that a dream that's laying in a tomb, when you got a marriage that's on the verge of collapse, when you when you've been wounded and hurt and frustrated and every hope that you had dies. It's time. It's not time for cute Martha prayers. It's time to come before him. Amen, oh Lord, and I'm going to weep before you at your feet. I'm not just seeking your face. I'm at your feet. I'm humbly coming before you. I can't tell what to say or what to pray, but I'm going to weep before you. Stand with me, please. I want to challenge us this month. In the beginning of the year, let's have the faith of Mary of Bethany. How did he respond to Martha? You need a Bible study. How did he respond to Mary? Where have you laid him? That's what I want him asking. Not saying, hey, you need another Bible study. The story continues that Jesus, therefore, again groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. And Jesus said, take away the stone. You know what Martha said? 
once again proving where her faith stood. Lord, it's been four days. He stinks. Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shalt see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which I stand, I said it, that they may believe that you have sent me. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, come forth. Oh, there was no Facebook to post about this. There was no CNN to, to announce it and broadcast it. But there was a bunch of Jews watching as out comes a mummy that's covered in grave clothes. And the Lord said, loose him and let him go. And they unwind the grave clothes. And there is a resurrected Lazarus. There is a resurrected Lazarus. I don't know what Martha did, but I do know what Mary did. If you read the next chapter that it transitions into, the next chapter, and I'm not going to read it all, the next chapter is where Mary and Lazarus and them are in a house of, of a man in Bethany. And Lazarus is there. And they all come to see the miracle. You know what Mary does? This is where she gets the ointment. This is where she anoints the Lord. This is where she pours her worship out. You know what? He's brought me a miracle. But I'm not going to forget what brought me to my miracle. I'm going back to his feet. I'm going back to his feet. And I'm going to worship him. I'm going to praise him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. My brother's alive. Thank you, Lord. My brother's alive. Thank you, Lord. My brother's alive. Praise be to God. Is there anybody in this building tonight inspired with the faith of Mary of Bethany? Is there anybody in this building today that says, I could do a little less Martha and a whole lot more Mary? I can do a little bit less with the cumbering and the weight and the over, overburden and the stress and the anxiety. I can do a little bit less with this, but I sure got to get to his feet. I got to get to his feet. Amen. If you're feeling that in your spirit, why don't you step out today and say, I'm going to his feet. I'm going to get with him. I'm going to commune with him. I'm going to be with him. Hallelujah. But until then, I'm going to sit. If he's not here, I'm going to wait. I'm going to keep believing. Thank you for listening to the MPC Podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorachurch.com to learn more about our ministry.